Summer Sundays are meant for freshly cut grass, ballpark dogs, and the best baseball talk you can find. So kick back with your bacon and eggs and pour yourself a mimosa while Phillies announcer Greg Murphy and Green Legion Radio's Chris Sack break down your fighting fills and take you around the league right now on Baseball Brunch. Play ball! The Bud Life Baseball Brunch brought to you by Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club, powered by Green Legion Radio on 102.5 Fox Sports to Gambler in Philadelphia, WDASAM around the rest of the Delaware Valley. Or you can simply download that iHeartRadio app and listen to us anywhere crystal clear worldwide. I'm Chris Sack of Green Legion Radio, broadcasting live from Xfinity Live right outside of Citizen Bank Park as we lead you into the rubber match between your Philadelphia Phillies and the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I'm sitting alongside my co-host weekly for the first time. He's to my right and not to my left. <laughs> but first and foremost, I'd like to congrat congratulate him for winning the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Visionary of the Year Award, raised $350,000 for patient support, advocacy, and research. We here at Green Legion and Green Legion Radio are proud to welcome in my co-host, Greg Murphy. Murph, how are oh, we feeling you, this Sarah. morning, buddy? Oh, feeling great. Yeah, it was a really great night on Thursday night, uh, the culmination of our um, our event. You, you and look our, good, by the way. Well, man. thank you. I'm you, feeling good. You clean up nice. Yeah, you know. Oh, oh, I look good that night. Yeah. I had the suit on and the tie. Yeah, you know. Had to even uh, comb my hair a little bit. Women go crazy for a sharp dressed man. That's right. That's right. But yeah, special night indeed. And uh, yeah, our team um, raised one hundred forty two thousand dollars, and then three hundred fifty. Oh, okay. Thousand plus was the was the Christy entire Lynn number. Over here, yeah, right? one of my teammates, Christy Lynn Kuhn, is here, and uh, it really was a great night. She was there on Thursday night as well. She was. Uh, she was dressed up nice as well. Yeah, Crystal looked great. Yeah, everybody. It was a really special night for a great cause, and um, really proud of the work that we did. And hopefully, all of that money uh, can do some really good stuff to help fund some research for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Forty-two thousand yeah. dollars out of three hundred fifty thousand. I mean, you got to be extremely proud of the, of your team's efforts um, in, in that direction. It was just an incredible job. I, I and I said it that night. I said, I if I didn't have this team that we put together, I'm not sure I would have raised the penny. <laughs> um, they were just amazing. And uh, yeah, shout out to my better half, Krista Lindsay, who won the team member award that night as well because she raised more money as a team member than anybody else in the greater Philadelphia area. She alone raised $55,000. Wow. So it was awesome. That's so, a true partner in life right there, yeah, That's right. That's right. She was, uh, she was wonderful, and, and uh, everybody was. So great night. But thank great, you. Great week for you. Great week for the Phillies. Yes. We're going to dive into the Fightings here in a little bit. Yesterday was a little bit of a screeching halt to the six-game six eh. winning streak. But, you know, you got to take your lumps every now and then. But hopefully you can get back on the saddle today. This first segment is brought to you by our friends over at State Farm. Here's the deal. When you combine State Farm Home and Auto Insurance, you save an average of $889. State Farm agent Dave Bavuso is ready to help you combine home and auto in South Jersey and Pennsylvania. You can call Dave today at 856-740-5012. That's 856-740-5012. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Average annual per household savings are based on a 2019 national survey by State Farm of new policyholders who reported savings by switching to State Farm. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. All right, Murph, listen, we're going to dive in. Let's give away another pair of tickets here for yeah. Phillies Royals on Saturday, August 5th at 6.05. Today, the Phillies are home for the last time until after 
Father's Day. So they're going to honor the fathers today. And, uh, you know, listen, we're going to honor them on our show next week. I'm going to give you guys a, a heads up here that we will be discussing the best movie and TV dads on next week's show. So you guys can start jotting them down now. But this week, I think we would have a little bit of fun, especially that we're here at Xfinity Live. Let's talk about the other ones, the other the other dads that aren't so great. Yeah. So I figured it'd be fun to do, a, you know, like I said, with a live audience, best deadbeat dad in movies and TV. Okay, this is a lazy, aloof, absentee father, not abusive ones. Okay, well... I don't want to dive into that aspect of it, unless you, know, unless you have some in your top I, I mean, five. it's like, to me, lazy and aloof is... It, that's a form of well, abuse a, at some ne- level. Neglectful. So. If you, if yeah. Well, I these, are, people these guys beaten. are all neglectful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not talking about... Uh, but, but some of my guys are just bad dudes, you know? And... Uh, so that, there's a hint for you guys. Uh, I, I, there's some dark, uh, dark dads here on. Uh, so I'll give you one right now. Give me one of the five. Right. Um, this one is a, is a relatively newcomer to the list, I would imagine, because the show literally just wrapped up. And I'm talking about, if you haven't seen Succession yet, oh my goodness, what a great TV series that was. But uh, the dad in that, Logan Roy. Okay. Oh my! I mean, he's a he. he, he yeah, you know, John. chances all. In. Yeah, uh, a media mogul uh, who just he has adult children. <laughs> he just it's just awful. <laughs> so uh, Logan Roy, the richest man in the world, but man, oh man, I wouldn't want him as my pops. So uh, he made my list. He's a, a newcomer for sure. You know, the, the, where I got this idea from is uh, uh, Talladega Nights uh, with Will Farrell. Okay. In it. Okay. His dad. I mean, why did he want to, you know, have speed so much? Well, because of his dad, who ran out on him as a child when he said that speed was all that mattered and winning was all that mattered. Reese Bobby in Talladega Nights, right. uh, you know, gets kicked out of uh, Applebee's, you know, at a family dinner. Um, he, he straps underneath uh, a bag of uh, expired Lucky Charms underneath the car and calls the cops and says there's a, you know, there's a kilo of cocaine strapped underneath the car. Uh, you know, I don't think it gets any worse than Reese Bobby. Uh, there, there's a lot of them. I don't a lot of good ones. The funny thing was, is you know, Jansen over here. Immediately when I said the side topic, Jansen chimed in and said, "Reese Bobby." That was the, right. yeah. That was the first one. I think another one that I just thought of is Darth Vader. Terrible dad. Terrible dad. Terrible. Not a not a great dad. Not a no. great dad. No. Um, I don't know if you want to call him Anakin Skywalker or Darth Vader. However, you you want to address. Uh, I know him nothing as a father, about Star Wars, but he's a terrible dad. Yeah, but I know he's a terrible yeah. dad. <laughs> Luke, I'm your father. That's the only thing I know. Until the very end. Until the very end when he oh, saw. Oh yeah. You know, he hey. was terrible to his wife. He was terrible to his kids. I didn't even know he was, he was married. awful. Well, well he, he force choked her at the end of three. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> which, which put her into labor with the twins, with Leia and Luke. Uh, Slash, do you have one for us? Yeah, I was going to go to uh, Will Smith's dad in Fresh Prince of yeah. Bel-Air. One of the well, best yeah. sitcom yes. scenes, emotional sitcom scenes. Um, so, yeah, Will's dad, deadbeat. One of the most b- biggest deadbeats uh, yeah. never around, so... Absolutely. In order to win, you must answer in the comments section on the Green Legion Radio YouTube channel, the Green Legion Facebook page, or our Twitter handle, at Green Legion. Our collective favorite answer will win at the beginning of our final segment. Let's get out of the box here. And, uh, man, what a week it was for the Phillies up until yesterday. Um, man, they uh, playing some great baseball over the last week. And uh, it starts out with the starting pitching. And I know we've, we, we've been talking no about that, like, you know, God exclusively since the beginning of the season and how it needed to straighten itself up and it has um, outside of yesterday's outing by Aaron Nola fantastic all week long Ranger Suarez with two two outstanding outings 
all in and of itself. 13 innings pitched, 12 hits, 2 earned, 3 walks, 11 Ks. Throwing total of 204 pitches in both those outings combined. Um, you know, Nola, Walker, and Wheeler carrying no hitters in the, through the fifth inning in every single game against the Tigers, which I think the Tigers lineup might be the worst yeah, lineup I've ever seen in my whole bad. entire life. It's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with you on but, that. But, you know, Nick Maton, and God bless Nick Maton. Having a decent, know, well, having outside a, of his batting okay, average. Season, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. you know, he's, he's been playing well, uh, but he's batting cleanup, and, and Miguel Cabrera is a shell of himself. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, and, and I know a lot of people have said Nationals, Detroit, and that started. Guess what? The Braves get to play the Nationals and the Tigers, too, and yeah. so do the Mets. And so do the, you know, it, it, you play who you play. You need to beat the bad teams, and you need to split with the good teams. Hold and if you do that, you're going to be in the postseason. Yeah. So the Phillies did what they needed to do, which was great to see. I don't know if I have the numbers exactly right, Zach, but I think in that five-game win streak, the starters' ERA for the Phillies was 0.30. And that's pretty impressive. It was also, it was a six-game winning streak. Well, don't, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, don't short that's sell right. it. I, that's right. Longest one of the year. What, what am I saying? So, yeah, 0. <laughs> 0.30 uh, during the win streak. Pretty darn impressive. And to your point, everybody had at least one good one. Um, you know, Aaron, Aaron was, you know, I, I always take what Larry Anderson tells me after the game on our post-game show uh, about the pitchers. And he said he thought... For the most part, Aaron was pretty good last night. He said, I, you know, he really liked his stuff last night. But when Aaron gets in trouble, he leaves a pitch up. He leaves a couple pitches up. And, and this lineup, you can't get away with that. And, and that's the problem with Aaron. And, you know, 10 straight games where he's allowed a home run. And that's because... You saw that Corey Seidman stat, too? Well, I mean, I mean, I, I just know that it's been 10 straight games. He, he tweeted out yesterday, he's allowed a home run in 10 straight starts. The only pitcher in the majors this season to do so. However, in those starts, he has a .96 whip and a, and right. a 195 opponent's batting average over that span. So the yeah. home runs has been what's been it, killing it's him. The, and it is. And, and he knows it and everybody knows it. But for whatever reason, this is radio, so you can't see what I'm doing. But for whatever reason, when Aaron is on top of the baseball, you know, he's at his best, as most pitchers are. But he oftentimes will drop his arm just a little bit, a couple of degrees, and, and, and that doesn't allow the ball to tumble. Instead, it kind of slides across the plate. Those are the ones that are left up, and those are the ones that, that guys do damage on, especially a lineup like the Dodgers, who just punish baseballs that are up in the zone. You know, so, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. And, you know, it, it's no shame to lose a game to the Dodgers, it's just, it's been frustrating because the Phillies have not been competitive in four out of the five games right. uh, that they've played against the Dodgers so far. So, you know, you hope to see something different today. Taiwan Walker uh, was really good in his last start, made some adjustments in the bullpen before that last start. Uh, we're going to talk about that today on our pregame show, but, uh, you know, he, he talks about getting back down into his legs uh, as a pitcher and being more powerful off the push and, and you know, kind of staying, again, staying on top of things, staying down. If he's able to do that today, he can have success. All pitchers can have success if they pitch down and, you know, with command. So hopefully we see that from Taiwan Walker today. Real quick about Aaron Nola, too, yesterday. Uh, I was down in Baltimore with my family yesterday. Me and Rach, we took the kids down, uh, did the Inner Harbor, the aquarium. We went over to, uh, we caught Royals, Orioles, Camden Yards. A lot of, lot of fun. Had a great time yesterday with the family. But uh, So I missed, like I, I heard about it, but I kind of missed what happened yesterday oh, yeah. with Aaron Nola and the, and the baseball situation and, uh, you know, Rob Thompson getting thrown out of the game. Uh, if you read lips, uh, Topper was, was pretty upset. Oh, he was and, fired and, up. And he definitely said, some words uh can 
care to expunge a little bit on what happened in that situation yesterday? Yeah, so, I mean, basically, Aaron was trying to get a new baseball. Uh, he threw a baseball out, got a new one. I think threw a pitch, got a new baseball, threw it out. And it might have been the second. You know, we're not really, I wasn't really paying attention because that's completely within his right to do, you know, so it's not like, but, but the, the umpire, home plate umpire, took offense and said he thought he was stalling, okay? And, and there's a, a vague part of the new rule that says you're not allowed to do anything to stall or delay. However, you are allowed to ask for a new baseball. That, that's been the case for baseball for 100 years, and there's nothing in the rule book that says you can't ask for a new baseball. So whether or not Aaron was using that to get a little extra time, I don't know. And neither does the home play umpire. Right. And that's the point, and that's what Rob was trying to say. Um, you know, you could say all you want he's stalling, but you don't know that, and you can't prevent him from doing that because you don't know that. And, and it got heated. It got ugly. Rob got tossed. It was awesome, to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have the desired effect. Uh, that it didn't, it, yeah, it didn't, it didn't kickstart no, the team. No, you know, because at that point, I think they were down 3 nothing at that point. And, um, you know, and then it kind of spiraled late in the game uh, to make it 9 nothing. But, you know, Aaron was doing whatever he needed to do to feel comfortable, whether it's the, the ball in hand or needed a little extra breath. But at the end of the day, once again, the umpires just inserting themselves in a position where they don't belong. It, it, they shouldn't be there. And, you know, shame on Major League Baseball for kind of setting this whole situation in motion. The easy answer, and we've been saying it on the air this entire season, the batter gets a timeout. Give the pitcher a timeout. Give him one. Yeah, the disengagement factor, right? Yeah, well, a disengagement has to happen when there's a guy on base. Right. So, But, but if you want to, a breather, the pitcher should be allowed to say, Timeout, one per batter, just like the batter. It it, ha it it wouldn't slow down the game at all. You know what slows down the game? A, a ten minute argument on the field because the umpires <laughs> are inserting themselves into the game. So I, I think that will probably happen. You know, we're going to see that at some point. Right. Major League Baseball, for whatever reason, hasn't done it yet, but I think they will. What I'm what I'm really interested in, Zach, is to see what they're going to do during the postseason. See if they're going to wipe out the time clock they altogether. They, they should. Might. I, Nobody complains about how long a baseball game is in October. No, Nobody I, complains about doing the World Baseball Classic. Like I, I understand wanting to, to speed it up throughout the course of the regular yeah. season. I've even said they should do it maybe through the sixth, maybe into the maybe through the seventh. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard you know, that like, too. Because yeah. things you need to allow the dramatics and the and the you know the pace of the game yeah. late in the game. You need to let it let it breathe. I a just little bit. you know, and I know football does it, but having a different rule for the postseason than you have during the regular season just seems a little odd to me but you know it might happen and if it does happen i'm not gonna be you know i'm not gonna be upset about it because i think it'll you just gotta you know, work an extra half hour yeah, no it's not, it's not <laughs> even about that gosh if i got paid by the hour i'd be so i'd be ticked off about the time clock <laughs> you but, know i was looking this up uh this morning in, in, in regards to the phillies and these you know when they lose games so outside of that first game in atlanta on May 25th, the Phillies haven't lost just a single game and not spiraled into a losing streak since April 25th. Yeah, that's not ideal. And, and you know, here you are looking at the Dodgers' final game of this series. Yeah. And then looking hopping, ahead. And then, then hopping on a plane and headed to Arizona, who might be the most underrated team in baseball this season. That's a good team. They, they can go get it. I mean, they, they have speed at every position. They can hit. They hit for, for contact. 
Uh, not you know some power, but really they're they're hitting singles and doubles and they're running around the bay. You know that's a good team, and they're in first place right now in the National League West. And Phils have four against them, and quite frankly, we never play well there. Tough place to play. Yeah, it's one of the Dark, worst dingy. ballparks. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's like playing in your grandma's basement. It's like you know, it, it's not great. Now when they open the roof, which is twice a year, it's a beautiful ballpark. But much like a lot of the retractables, it's uh, it's not so great when it's closed. So yeah, you really hope that 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 stat uh, ends today. That's why going out and getting a win here today, finishing this home stand at five and one, taking a series from the Dodgers, two games to one. That kind of changes all the feels at that point, doesn't it? Especially getting on a plane and yeah. heading out oh, west, yeah. you where know, you haven't it, had success yet this season. No, had has that we've had no success. You're right. You won a there. series in Colorado, that, and, and, and but like you Did know, we? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. I was there with you. Oh yeah, <laughs> two out of three. But outside of that, you know, we got Oakland next weekend. We haven't won a game in California yet this season. We talked about that a few weeks ago on our show. I don't see them getting swept by Oakland. No, but they're playing a better either. brand of baseball lately. They did take two or three against the Braves. Yeah, but then they, they won four right in a row. Have they won four in a row? One, four in a row. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? You know who's playing great, though, right now? It's, it's no surprise. Who's I mean, it's, it's June Kyle Schwarber. Of course. Once again, coming to the rescue. Nine games played this month. She's, uh, month he's slashing 242, 390, 697 for a 1.087 OPS. Nine runs scored, four home runs, eight RBI, a double and a triple the other night. Yeah, he's a triples hitter now. Triples hitter. Uh, uh, what uh, reset on the broadcast here at night. Speed kills. <laughs> um, man, can we just... The Phillies need to fabricate a calendar before the season. And every month, like, it's April. We know it's April, but it says June. Like, like the dates match up for April, but it's June. Yeah. It's June. It's June. And just give it to Kyle. Yeah. Hanging in his locker. I think that's what we need moving forward because this guy is insane. He is off the charts. Friday night's walk-off home run. That was awesome. It was insane. What a, what a, what a great time, uh, you know, for, for Kyle. And to start coming out of this funk that he's had. Uh, through the first couple months of the season. Yeah, and even um, when he's not hitting the home runs, he's getting on base. He's walking a lot more in, in the month of June, to your point. And um, it's been, yeah, it's been fun to watch to see him kind of retake to that leadoff role. And, uh, you know, that's where he wants to be. And he wanted to be there early in the season. Rob put him there, but he did not have success. So Rob moved him out of there and uh, has now moved him back, and he is having success. And that's what you have to do, right? I mean, if you want to be in the leadoff spot, you need to have success as a leadoff hitter. We're seeing that now from Kyle Schwarber. We saw it last year, too, uh, starting in June. Hopefully he can carry that through uh, for the remainder of the season. But you're right. It's it's kind of a head-scratcher why it happens, but, man, oh, man, it's fun to watch. You know, it's, it's funny you know, when, when you look at this lineup, the Phillies lineup right now. It's like really – it's probably the most unconventional lineup for baseball purists such as ourselves. I mean, like the, the top two hitters yeah. are Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos, which right. really they should be 4-5 in your lineup. And then, you know, up until the last couple games where JT's been batting five, you know, you would have – but JT could bat two. But I'm looking at, you know, it's, it's Trey and Bryson, you know, who should be your one-two. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's really awkward how they built this lineup and how it's constructed. But as long as it puts runs on the board, yeah. no one cares. Yeah, and you know, maybe we need to stop thinking about the lineup like they thought about the lineup in the 70s and the 80s, right? I mean, games, they, they mature, they, they change. The way the way the game is played nowadays is not the same as it was played once before. Um, you know, where you have speedy guys at the top trying to get on base any way they can, stealing base. You know, it, the game's different now. So maybe, maybe we're looking at a lineup that 
10 years from now will be much more conventional. You know, a couple of guys, a couple of big guys at the top and, and some speed in the middle and, you know, I, who knows. But uh, it's working right now for the Phils. I absolutely love Nick Castellanos in the two-hole. I, I just think that's such a perfect place for him. He sees better pitches in well, front of Bryce. Yeah, and I, I, he obviously is very comfortable there. But just the kind of hitter he is. I mean, we, I think we, we, we think about Nick as a power guy, but he's really not a prolific home run hitter. He had the one season where he won the yeah, Silver yeah. Slugger in his yeah, last season in Cincinnati. One yeah, year. Was, yeah. But other than that, he's had less than 20, I think, in most of his seasons. 19, 18, 20, you know, those, which is terrific. But out of a two-hole hitter, you know, that's... But the, the way he hits from gap to gap is just... That's what makes Nick Castellanos a great player. Yeah. A, a great hitter. And um, he's been a great hitter since he arrived in Major League Baseball. And that's why. And that's what, what we're seeing right now from Nick. And I think in that two-hole, it's a perfect spot for that. Absolutely. Hey, don't hang out alone in the man cave for baseball this season. Try hanging out at Cheerleaders with Sexy Entertainers, $4 domestic beers, Jameson specials, and awesome game day experiences all, all season long. That's right. Stop in before, during, or after the game, not only to see your favorite entertainers, but also your chance to have the best game day experience. Cheerleaders is open daily from noon until 2 a.m. Coming up on the other side, who's returning for the Phillies? Who has returned for the Phillies this weekend? Big news. Yeah, we got, we got some big news uh, right before the show. And we're going to dive into a little bit around the league as we look at some of the uh, you know, happenings uh, going on in Major League Baseball right here on Bud Light Baseball Brunch. We'll be right back right after this. The Gambler. Philly's home for all things sports gambling. segment here on this beautiful day down here at the sports complex in south philadelphia as the phillies go head to head with the los angeles dodgers this afternoon this is a bud light baseball brunch on 102.5 fox sports the gambler and we have uh, some good news coming out of the phillies but first let's go in to the ludlam hotel in seattle city where you guys need to go down and make sure you check them out this summer at 4000 Landis Avenue in Sea Isle City. The hotel is open year-round, and all guests enjoy free Wi-Fi, one free parking spot per room, and complimentary beach tags for all registered adults. Walking distance to everything, check out LudlamHotel.com. That's Ludlam, L-U-D-L-A-M, Hotel.com. Or call them at 609-263-7829. That's two six. That's six zero nine two six three seven eight two nine for all your reservation, dining, or entertainment questions. The Ludlam Hotel, your new oasis in Sea Isle City. Lineup is out for the Phillies today. Uh, we did have this on the run sheet today. We were gonna. I was going to ask you if he was going to be coming back um, this weekend or if he was going to be coming back yes. today or in an upcoming series. And it, yes, Alec Bohm was back. It is an emphatic yes. The lineup is out, and you were just singing the praises of <laughs> Nick Castellanos in the two-hole. So let's go down the lineup here today. We have Kyle Schwarber leading off, and then uh, Trey Turner is batting two. Castellanos is batting third. And then you have Bryce Harper back in the cleanup spot, which was uh, pretty successful in last year's uh, playoff. <laughs> uh, and then you have Al Bohm, Bryson Stott, Cody Clemens. Uh, and you have uh, Brandon Marsh, and then Garrett Stubbs is uh, in the lineup today. In, they uh, gave JT, JT Real Muto. Yeah, you know, JT's really been struggling. Uh, yes. You, you know, he came back, you know, he got 
things going there for a very short period of time. It was like two or three games yeah. that uh, he was swinging the bat well. But, it, you know, with JT, whenever he is struggling at the plate, it's very often his, just, his timing mechanism is a little bit off. He's got that the leg kick, and, and if it's, you know, just a hair off, he's late on a lot. And that's, I think, what we're seeing right now. But, uh, you know, day game after uh, afternoon, late afternoon game, uh, not a surprise to see Garrett Stubbs in there. And the thing about Stubbs, I think, and, I, and he and I talked about this the other day, but every time he's in the game, he seems to do something to help the team win. Or, or at least, you know, help the team get, you know, get closer to a win. Whether it be a base hit, a stolen base, throwing out a guy at second. He, he's, just, he's just a good all-around ball Consummate player. Consummate professional. Yeah, he's not, he's not JT Real Muto because JT Real Muto was gifted with talents that very few are. But Garrett Stubbs is a really good ball player and understands the game really well. Bright guy and, and kind of it brings a lot to the table. So I don't think, you know, especially when JT's struggling the way he is, I don't think you lose a whole lot with Garrett in the game today uh, as the backup. Now, it, listen, I, it, we don't know yet. I mean, we'll, we'll find out. You know, if it, obviously, Phillies win today, Phillies lose today. If the Phillies win today, I, I might look at giving JT off tomorrow as well. Because look at last year when they went to Toronto and he didn't have the vaccine. He couldn't get into Canada. And he took that, like, three or four-day stretch. When he came back that Friday here at home. He went on a tear the rest of the season. It might be something if I'm if I'm Rob Thompson, maybe relieving him of like you know trying to take himself out of his own head for a couple days. Yeah. And uh, you know, hey, listen, take take a step away. We're, we're not going to let you bat. Kind of like what they did with Harper in that opening game against the Mets. Like, listen, take the bat out of your hands. Don't worry about it. You know, take take a step away and and think about other things. And then we'll put you back in the lineup on Tuesday night. Yeah, I think the chances of that happening Slim are about zero percent. Slim and none. Yes. But uh, but yeah, you know, I understand what you're saying. When you have a guy like JT Romuto, who is, if not the best catcher, one of the top two or three catcher, best catchers in baseball, uh, it's a premier position for so many reasons. You're going to play him as much as you can. And for JT, you know, JT, he's just, you know, he's a unicorn. You know, and it's he's so different than every other player he just doesn't wear down the way other catchers do he's just an amazing athlete and an unbelievable shape and so he will fight tooth and nail to make rob, sure he's in the lineup to make sure he's in that lineup <laughs> and and i think rob you know wants him in there as well so yes i hear you but Probably not. Probably, Probably not. not. You know, on, on top of Alec Bohm's return today, we had Jose Alvarado return this past Friday night, which is great to see. Uh, came at the expense of Connor Brogdon being yeah. sent down to AAA, which is funny because now two of the guys that were prominent pieces in that run last season, Connor Brogdon and Andrew Bellotti, they're now they're yeah. not down to AAA. That just shows how much depth this Phillies bullpen has and some of the younger guys, how they've been performing. It's been an older guy, you know, Jeff mm-hmm. Hoffman up until yesterday uh, with the three-run shot that he gave up. Uh, but you know, this is courtesy of Todd Zalecki. The Phillies, up on, uh, through Thursday, since April 16th, they had the best bullpen ERA of 2.78. It's a, it's incredible to think that, uh, especially with the way it started out at the beginning right. of the year. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I think we came into this season, or at least I did, and I think most people did, thinking the bullpen was going to be a real strength. A real strength. For yes. And you're right. They got off to a little bit of a slow start, with the exception of Alvarado. Um, and and but they have really turned it around, and they have been outstanding for the most part, straight on through the season. And um, it's uh, it's been fun to watch. There, there's a lot of heat down there. There's a lot of uh, guys that really can get it up there 
And, uh, yeah, Jeff Hoffman uh, kind of struggled a little bit yesterday when he came into the game following Aaron Nola. But he's been pretty good. And, and, you know, you mentioned Connor Brogdon. You know, here's a guy with, with terrific stuff, right? But he just hasn't been able to kind of put it all together yet. And I think a lot of it maybe is is that confidence level, that belief in yourself kind of thing yep. with Connor. And uh, he's a terrific guy. I like Connor an awful lot. And uh, was was sad to see him go down, but un- certainly understood uh, in terms of a numbers game. He was probably going to be the guy when Alvarado came back. So um, you're right. The Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs have some pretty good arms down there right now. And that's always good for the Phils because... You know, you just never know when that next guy might go down, and you'll need one of those guys. Right. I was just about to say. I mean, you know, like you said, it's a, it's it's at the expense of the numbers game. But you know, all all it takes is for one, and then yeah. he's he's right back up here. Yep. Uh, I, real quick, I want to talk about uh, two things here. These are uh, first basemen for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, what a pleasant surprise Cody Clemens has been this year. Uh, the, the way he has performed and the way he's played, it might keep Derek Hall down in AAA a little bit longer, along with Connor Brogdon and Andrew Bellotti, which adds to your depth. Uh, but, you know, the walk-off hit the other night, that was great to see, a great moment for him, especially against his former team. It's kind of yeah. like what Maton did, uh, you know, a couple nights before. He, you know, obviously we wound up winning 8-3, but it made it a, a you know, what, a 5-3 game five at the time when he hit that three-run shot against Nola. Um, and he was pesky during, a, during the course of that series himself. But, you know, right now you look at that deal. I mean, the way Soto's performed and the way Cody Clemens has performed, the Phillies won that, that deal uh, as, as of right now, you know, with Nick Maton and Matt Veerling, Veerling being injured and Maton batting, you know, 160. Uh, the Phillies have won that deal so far just by the way that Cody Clemens, who I thought was a throw-in in the deal, and, uh, and Gregory Soto, how he's performed out of the bullpen. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, it's it was you know it's good to see Nick Maton and Matt Veerling and and you know we talked a little bit about the Tigers lineup it's not not a great lineup but no. but Nick has played decent for them this year but yeah Cody Clemens has been a real pleasant surprise uh, Derek Hall starting to swing the bat pretty well down there at Lehigh Valley too he's over three hundred yeah. I was just looking up this morning two for four last night he had a home run last night nice. uh, for for the Pigs um, but but Rob has been pretty clear and I think Dave Dabrowski has been pretty clear. They're going to need to see Derek really swinging it well before they even think about bringing him up because, again, it's a numbers game. And Cody Clemens has done nothing to, to warrant being replaced at this point. Um, it was fun to watch him get the game-winning hit. Roger was in the stands, which was cool. I, I, I got a chance to talk to Roger on, on Saturday, and uh, I said, you know, what's more nerve-wracking, sitting in the stands watching your kid in that situation or, you know, being up on the mound and pitching Yankee Stadium. He goes, oh, not even close, watching the kid. He goes, I have no control, right? Um, he said, but, you know, he just, he just enjoys so much getting a chance to, to watch his son play at the big league level. And, and Cody's been fun. Uh, Plays pretty good defense, too. Yeah. Which, which you That's know, we knew plays he could the other hit. Him and, right? him and Bryson Stott, they yeah. had huge plays. Yeah. Um, you knew he could hit. Yeah, that was the book on him in college. But uh, but his defense has been really good, too. So, uh, And uh, did you see Roger threw BP to the guys? I, I did. Yeah, but, but it was only to a stuff. couple of them. It was Cody, uh, Kyle Schwarber, and, and, uh, and, and Liam. And Liam Castellanos. I don't, yeah, I don't know if Nick took any swings. He was out there, obviously. But I don't know that Nick took any swings. But Kyle and, and Cody did, for Liam, sure. Liam take him deep? Uh, Liam didn't take him deep, but he hit a couple <laughs> line drives. Pretty impressive. The, you know, you see genetics at work. You see Roger. And then Cody, and then you see Nick and Liam, and you're like, man, I wish my dad had been a professional <laughs> ball player. Maybe I'd be one. But, um, yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, um, Schwarber took him deep a couple of times, and uh, 
was chirping a little bit. Might have set the tone for Friday yeah. night. He said he said something. I, I won't say exactly what he said, but uh, he he took one final swing, he hit a monster shot to right field, and he goes something like. Take that, Roger. <laughs> Which was great. So. If Roger's still available, we could use a number five starter. Well, but, um, that, that was the chatter there. We'll, we'll touch on that another day. <laughs> uh, real quick, before we get a little uh, around the league here, too. Reese Hoskins uh, back in the clubhouse. He's back yep. around the team. Uh, I'd like to think that's probably some of the reason why you could see a little bit of a pick-me-up this week. Uh, is Reese going to be with the team the rest of the season, like in the clubhouse? Is it only going to be for home games? How's he feeling? How's he doing? Yeah, you know, I haven't had a chance to really sit down and talk with Reese about what his plans are in Great that beard, regard. Uh, yeah, his beard looks good. Um, so I, I can't answer that with any kind of authority. What I will say is Rob Thompson was asked that question, and Rob said, you know, for, for injured players, being back in the clubhouse is always nice, but they often gets to a point where they get discouraged because they can't help the team at that point, and they're just there. You know, some of them feel like they're in the way. Some of them feel, you know, and, and so a lot of times guys will step back and not be there. So whether or not Reese has those feelings or not, I don't know because I, I haven't talked to him. But, um, but we'll see. I mean, it's, everybody loves Reese. Everybody loves having him around. And, um, you know, he's just, just one of the really good guys in, in the game. So whether or not his presence helped with the, the win streak, I, I'm willing to give him complete credit. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. So, yeah, it was, it was good to see him. And uh, keeping up with our trend here on first baseman in the segment, uh, Mets lose first baseman Pete yeah, Alonso for the loss. next three to four weeks with a bone bruise and a sprain in his left wrist after he got hit in the first inning of Wednesday night's game against Char- against the Braves and Charlie Morton. When it rains, it pours in Queens uh, through Thursday night as well. And while we're talking about that, the Mets starting pitching ERA was 26th in Major League Baseball with a 4.93 ERA. I, I don't know if you follow Frank the Tank from Barstool, uh, but man, uh, that, that segment the other night that he had where he was ripping his shirt off in the shreds on uh, Thursday night just makes for great quality content, and I'm here for every bit of it. Do you want my take on? You don't want my take on him. I, in fact, I'm not even going to give a take on him because I, I'm not going to waste my breath. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't have much of it himself. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, to stop. Okay, talk about Pete Alonso. Let, let's. I will talk about <laughs> Pete Alonso. A uh, huge loss for the New York Mets. Huge loss. And, um, you know, I, I, I hate the Mets, and therefore I hate Pete Alonso. Um, and I mean that in a strictly baseball sense of the word. But, you know, he's, he's a good, really good player and uh, leads the league right now in home runs, leads the league in RBIs. And uh, it's a huge loss for the Mets, who have lost, what, they lost seven in a row, right? Was it seven? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they lost yep. seven in a row. Seven. After sweeping us... They went on a seven-game losing streak. They finally won last night to break that streak. But, uh, you know, the Mets are reeling a little bit. And let's hope it continues, yeah. you know. Um, and let's hope we get a chance to get them while they're reeling. Because a couple weeks. We, we, could, we could, yeah, when we get back from, from the road trip, the Mets and the Braves are in town. So um, hopefully they're still not playing real good baseball. And I, I guess Pete won't be back by then. So, um he kills the Phillies, so that's a good thing. Last year, uh, on Sundays, we used to have a couple shows that would follow us on Sundays, and we had to divide live, the Yankee fan and the Met fan. Uh, Mike Powers is going to join us here at Xfinity Live in two weeks, so we're going to bring him on for the second segment, and we'll talk some Phillies and Mets with him. Uh, Mike is a good good guy. He uh, does a lot of great work for, for the station, so we're going we're gonna to bring him out and uh, talk a little bit of Sounds National League East with me. him. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to that. And uh, last week, I know, you know, I'm going to stick to the trend here, uh, a little outside of baseball. 
Uh, last week we talked about how the uh, the strip club in Vegas was offering free lap dances to you know, for life for the Vegas Golden Knights, who are one win away from making that dream come true. Um, I'm sure that's their dream. <laughs> yeah. Lord Stanley Cup and uh, free lap dances for life. But this is not baseball-related as well. But funny story coming out of Miami in the, uh, with the NBA Finals. Conor McGregor sent Heat mascot Bernie to the local emergency room after, pra- after punching him twice during an on-court bit during Game 4. Uh, luckily, the guy well, you know, received pain medication. He went, to, you know, he went to the emergency room for that. I don't know why. He was sent home. He's doing well. I uh, think the Fanatic is inviting Conor McGregor to the bank anytime soon, and uh, perhaps we can send him up to City Field so he can meet Mr. Met. Yeah, if the Fanatic would take McGregor down and I, it just <laughs> in one fail swoop. <laughs> I don't know. that. Well, again, I'm not going to go there. All right. Uh, yeah, cool story. <laughs> you know, come on. Get you go to the emergency room to get two aspirin, please. <laughs> that sounds like he's looking for a payday on the back end. Think, you you think this is a law, lawsuit yeah, waiting to happen? Yeah, that's what I think, but I'm, I'm cynical in that one. I way. hope we got Luis Dominguez still in the room because yeah. uh, you know, Luis is big, big South Florida guy, you know, Miami Heat fan. So, uh, you know, I, love, I love these side topics, you know, but outside of uh, yeah. baseball sometimes. Yeah. So. But that's great. Love to see it. All right, this segment was brought to you by Premier Window Cleaning, the leading window cleaning company in Philadelphia and the surrounding areas. Family-owned and operated with 30 years' experience. They offer commercial residential window cleaning, pressure washing, parking garage cleaning, graffiti removal, post-construction cleaning. Every employee is trained, certified, and goes through an extensive background check. At Premier Window Cleaning, your satisfaction level needs to be 100%, as no job is complete until you're happy. With clients like... Chop Roberts to the, to, to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. You cannot go wrong. For more information and a full list of their services, give them a call at 267-534-5198. That's 267-534-5198. Or go to their website, wehatedirtywindows.com. That's wehatedirtywindows.com. Coming up in the next segment, who's going to be the best deadbeat movie TV dad? And did Murph make up any ground in our picks from last week? No. I'll, I'll let... I'll, I was going to let you know on the other yeah. side, but Murph already spoiled it. Right here on 102.5 Fox Sports The Gamble. This is Bud Light Baseball Brunch. We'll be right back after this. Spreads, totals, and all the prop bets in between. It's The Gambler. tell you it's time to make your reservations for another amazing Eagle season. Head to GreenLegion.com to get signed up for Tampa, L.A., Kansas City, Dallas, and Seattle. And get signed up for day trip games to the Jets, the Giants, and the Commodes. Make sure... I can't even do that, man. Make sure you check out That's the Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club bus for those day trips as well. I didn't even see that in the, in the read. GreenLegion.com or call 215-666-5940. That's 215-666-5940. 21 years and counting for the best Eagles road trips around. All right, final segment here on this Sunday morning, heading into afternoon as the Phillies take on the Dodgers at Citizens Bank Park. I'm, I'm, I'm Chris Sack of Green Legion Radio alongside Greg Murphy. We don't know who we are. Yeah, anymore. we don't know who yeah. we are anymore. But, uh, but yeah, we're definitely going to have some fun here in our final segment as we're going to award the tickets for Phillies Royals on August 5th. All right, Murph, give me the rest of your deadbeat dad top five. All right, so the first one that popped into my head, and we kind of gave this away on StreamYard, so you can't win with this one. You can't. Uh, but uh, Shooter Flatch. He's the uh, the character from Hoosiers, oh, the assistant what? coach, oh. and Hoosiers who uh, 
liked the bottle a little bit, and his poor son was uh, mortified every time he showed up drunk to the game. I mean, that's that's a, a bad one. A modern-day one that matches him, and it's not yeah. on our list, and I'm not sure if it's on yours, but uh, Friday Night Lights, Tim yes. McGraw. Yeah. Same, 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 same concept. Same concept. Yep. Right, exactly. So, Shooter Flash. I already gave you Logan Roy from Succession. Not a good dad. Not a good not dad. Not a good dad. Lots of money. Not a good dad. Um, you, you heard John Jansen mention this one. I had it on my list. I, I don't know much about Star Wars, but Darth Vader, that's the one thing I know, is that he's a, he's a bad dad, dad, right? Darth Vader, not a good dad. You don't want him as your dad. Um, then uh, more recent, Ozarks. Did you watch Ozarks? No. Oh. Uh, the Martin Bird uh, is the pop in that one. It's Jason Bateman. He plays, okay. he plays yep. that uh, part. And uh, first of all, phenomenal television show. Uh, Martin Bird, not a good dad. Not a, got his kids involved in all kinds of stuff. Uh, <laughs> and finally, one of my all-time favorite books, series, and, and TV series, uh, Game of Thrones. Watch that. I saw that looking up now. Jeez. Okay. Uh, Tywin Lannister. Um, <laughs> what a horrible guy he was. Horrible guy. So, uh, yeah. Well, these, these are some of the ones that, that, like me and Chad, you know, I'm around the campfire last night, and these ones hadn't been named on our list. Uh, Homer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Antonio Cromartie, Nick Cannon, Peter Griffin, Red Foreman, Frank Costanza, Arthur Spooner. Frank Costanza. Uh, he said William H. Macy's character from Shameless. Oh, Shameless. That's a good one. And yeah. uh, Dr. Evil. Okay. But these are the ones that we did get today. All right. Hit me. Al Bundy. Yeah. Bobby Boucher Sr. Okay. Uh, Ciao, Roberto. Uh, Frank Gallagher. Yeah, that's the guy from Shameless. There you go. Yeah. All right, uh, Mr. McAllister from Home Alone. Okay. And this one, I don't, I don't understand that's this funny. one. No, they're terrible parents. They are terrible Aw- parents. Awful parents. You're right. Awful that's parents. That's a great one. Um, Tom Selleck from Three Men and a Baby, which uh, I, I just recently watched both of those movies. Is he, he the dad there? He, no, he wasn't the, he wasn't the dad. Yeah. It was, no, it was actually, it was, um, God, Ted Danson. Ted Danson. It was, it was Ted Danson's child. Okay. And it, but Tom Selleck was like kind of he was one of the three the men. Role. Yeah, yeah. And then he, then he became like the actual dad I, in a second. I think uh, I was I was gonna go with the shameless dad because he's just horrible. But I'm going Home Alone. I'm going McAllister. I, I that, gotta go. That that's way really too. funny. They are horrible parents. Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough, we don't forget our luggage. Yeah, yeah, no, God forbid, or our plane tickets or anything else. Just our kid. And the fact Numerous that it's happened times. multiple times yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. terrible. Uh, I love that one. That's a good one. All right. Congratulations, Russ Taylor, on winning the tickets. I will send them over to you via email. All right, Murph. Let's get into our picks for today's action. Uh, All right. Did you make up any? on me this past week? Well, technically I did. In, in the, the standings. standings. I went 2-1. and one. You went a paltry 1-2. and two. Paltry. That's the first time I went 1-2 and two this season. Oh, hey, maybe things oh. are starting to change. Oh, but, oh the winds have changed. Canadian you, wildfires happen. That's and, right. And 95 falls apart, <laughs> and you make up ground in the standings. But you didn't make up grounds you didn't make up grounds in the points. So you're sitting at thirteen and eight with sixteen yeah. points, and I'm one. And, I went one and two last week, but I'm fourteen and seven with nineteen points. Can you All do right. it this week? Give me your first. One. All right, my first one. I'll go. I'll give you my favorite first. It's the Diamondbacks over the Tigers. Not, and and, and not only is Man. it the, the, a good team against a bad team, but Zach Gallon going for the D-backs today. Joey Wentz is going for uh, the Tigers. He's one and six. Zach Gallon is such a terrific pitcher. The, the best thing about this is that we're not going to see Gallon. 
when we get out to Arizona. Yes. Because he's pitching today. It's like a, a, a Kershaw pitched on Thursday yes. before the yeah. Dodgers came to town. And so we get a bullpen game today? I think I think Urias isn't isn't I, back today. Yeah, yeah, they are doing a bullpen game today. Yep. Oh, even better. Right. So so anyway, uh, not uh, not gonna see Zach Gallon, but I'm taking the D backs over um, the Tigers minus two twenty. Okay, so you're gonna get a half a point. Is that what it is? Yeah. Because it's over two hundred. Yep. Yeah. Do you, right. do you do you want to do you want to? No, it's too late. All, all right. right, all right. I'm I'm just gonna make sure I document this. I just I'd rather go three and zero than worry about the points. To be honest <laughs> with you. Well, the points is where we because I know but I, standings. Yeah, but if I beat you in the standings, I'm gonna rub that in. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, you beat me in the standings the first year, and then we went to a point I system, know. so that way we could avoid right. that. And the points is because you were taking teams that were like minus three hundred. The point system's fair. <laughs> it's fair. So half a point, Murph over here. Yeah. All right, my first one this week, I'm going with the Orioles to sweep Kansas City at okay. Canyon Yards today, minus 180. Uh, they had, they've won four in a row. Today's going to be five. Our old friend Kyle Gibson is starting for the Orioles today. He's having a good year. All right. Now, he had a good first half last year, too, uh, but he's 7-3 with a 3.87 ERA. He's going up against Carlos Hernandez, who is 0-3 this season. I'm going to take the Orioles to sweep the Royals. Give okay. me your next one. All right, uh Hopefully, I can hit the underdog this week. Uh, Astros are underdogs against Cleveland. I know. Wow. I know. But they are. They're plus 110. Now, it's it's Bieber, Shane Bieber going for Cleveland, and, I, and I'm guessing that's why. Um, Bieber fever. Yeah, uh, but but still, I'm taking the Astros. They certainly have a chance to, to upset uh, the, the Guardians in that one, so I'm taking them as my underdog. All right. Hey, real quick, you know how when we came back in from the intro and I, I almost said I'm Greg Murphy? Yeah. It's because I'm not sitting on right, you're I'm not in my, sitting seat. my normal seat. And we said that this is going to be brunch baseball today. Yeah, brunch Opposite baseball. Opposite effect. That's right. So I'm Greg Murphy and you're Chris Acton. Uh, okay. All right. Then I'm going home after this. You're going to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I have all your research for today's game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, my underdog selection for this week, I'm going to take the Rangers playing great baseball, yeah. and they're playing in Tampa. Now, awesome pitching matchup today. Very good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Martin Perez yep. versus Shane McClanahan. But, I mean, the Rangers at plus 165 is just too juicy not to take. I, I think it's a great pick. I, I do. I looked at that one. Texas lineup is ridiculous. Yes. It really is. So. If anybody can hit McClanahan, you yeah. would think it would be their lineup. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take them today to win the series in Tampa. They won yesterday. I'm going to go back-to-back dubs for them. Give me your over-under for this week. All right, over-under for me, Blue Jays and Twins. The over-under is eight. It's a pretty good pitching matchup today for that. It's Gosman and Varlin. Uh, it's probably the one that I should look at and say they're begging you to take the over, so I should take the under. But you know me, I'm an idiot, so I'm taking the over. Over eight today, Blue Jays and Twins. Here's open. Slash, can you cut that, by the way? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll use it on f- future shows. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go under 11 and a half today. Padres Rockies in Colorado. Okay. You know, uh, Blake Schnell versus Lamett. They were over on Friday, and they were over by a lot. There were 15 runs scored the other night. Uh, and then yesterday, I believe they combined for five, so they were under. I'm going to go two straight days of an under here um, in Colorado. It doesn't happen often, but I'm going to take it today. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? 
two things that we found interesting from this past week in Major League Baseball around the league. I'm going to lead off today instead of uh, pitching it over to Murph. So, uh, Luis Arise is pretty good, right? Yeah, I mean, he can hit a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he can hit a little bit. So, uh, this was through the 6th, okay? It was tweeted out by Talking Baseball at 8.27 p.m. on the 6th. So, it's been a few days. So, maybe this has changed. Maybe it hasn't. But in the course of his career, he has 150 multi-hit games and has only struck out 142 times. Yeah, he, he is the best pure hitter in baseball right now, easily. Uh, he's flirting with 400 right now. He was just—I think he was incredible. up above it for a second there. Four yeah, he one, was four yeah. or three. Yeah, he was four or three, three the other three. day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we saw him when the Phils played the Marlins, and <laughs> it seemed like every single time he just barreled the baseball up and it got a base hit. So. A terrific hitter, and yeah, that's that's amazing. It's it, Tony Gwynnish, you know. There's so many stats about how how Tony never struck out. It's not quite Tony Gwynn, but but Luis Arise, pretty special player. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, for me, uh, first one here. How about this, uh, uh, Ellie De La Cruz, who kind of burst onto the scene uh, with the Cincinnati Reds this week. A young guy coming up. Uh, players with a single, double, triple, home run, stolen base in their first three career games. Uh, the list is not very long. It's Billy Brunton back in 1953. I know you remember BB really well. Uh, absolutely. Baseball and, brunch and uh, Billy yeah, Brunton. Yeah, Billy Brunton and uh, Ellie De La Cruz now here in 2023. Two guys, uh, single, double home run, triple home run, stolen base in his first three. And that home games. run wasn't a cheapy one. No. Uh, oh, he's hitting the ball hard. Yeah, 468 yeah. feet. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, so for me, uh, my last one here. Now, this is uh, Codified Baseball, at Codified Baseball on Twitter. So obviously we know that the, the days of Roy Holiday throwing complete games and like who still leads Major League Baseball in complete games since, I believe, 2009, 2010. Yeah, it's and, crazy. and the guy hasn't pitched since 2013. And you know, we lost him along the way as well. But uh, days since a pitcher last threw nine innings in a game. Okay, so for the Phillies up until a couple days ago it was 288, and it's still counting. Yeah, we haven't gotten there. But the Minnesota Twins, 1,828 yeah. days. The next closest team is less than twice as much, less than that. The Mets, 777. For as much that's as that's hard to believe. Too. As highly touted as their yeah. starting pitching has yeah. been, Scherzer and now Verlander yeah. being there. I mean. 1,828 days since the last time a Minnesota Twin pitched nine innings in a baseball game. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, final one for me. You Darvish, uh, some exclusive company this week, uh, getting his 100th win. And uh, Japanese-born players with 100-plus wins in Major League Baseball. Today, no, no more. I was going to say no more. 123. And you Darvish now at 100. Okay. Right. And And... He might catch. He might catch. Uh, he will. He just down. signed a nice yeah. uh, five, yeah. six year deal. Yeah, I mean, he probably will. Wins and losses aren't as as uh, special anymore. But um, but certainly that's a cool milestone for him. No doubt about it. All right, let's look at the week ahead here before you head over to the ballpark to work, and I'm going home. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we have today's rubber match with the Dodgers, and then, uh, like we said, we said a couple times throughout the course of the show today, we head back out west where the road hasn't been kind to the Phillies so far this season. Four in Arizona against a very good Diamondbacks team. And then we're back to California where the Phillies have yet to win this season with three in Oakland against the Athletics. So are you going to try and catch the possum in, um, in the radio booth? I'm there pretty sure that skeletal remains at this point. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that thing died a while ago. You, you know, I know Stocker said a few weeks ago he was looking forward. He was going to try and catch the possum, but I'm also sure he's very glad that he doesn't have to no, do that, that bobblehead read anymore. The reason it smelled so bad is because it was dead. So it, 
catching it is not that hard. It's just kind of laying there behind the wall. <laughs> oh, there it is. I caught it. Yeah. No. Um, I got to believe that that has decomposed at this point. Okay. And we can just concentrate back on baseball. Back on baseball. I, I'm, that's my, my thought. So we'll see. Was that the TV booth or the radio booth? I think it was the radio booth. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Fransky and Stock will be saying something about it. I, hey, what's that smell? I would imagine. Then they'll probably blame me. <laughs> <laughs> it's too easy, man. Yeah, you got to put the headset on from I time know. to time. I know. They got to be nicer to you. All right. So Phil today, yeah. Caleb Ferguson is getting the start, left-hander for the uh, for the Dodgers. Who gave uh, up the walk-off on Friday yeah, night? Yeah, and it, it, it'll be a bullpen game for them. Uh, the they are, you know, you know, the Dodgers haven't been playing the best baseball. I think they've lost. Four of their last six games, if I'm not mistaken, three walk-offs against them this past yeah, week too. Just one week, three walk-offs. Yeah. That's that's tough. Uh, but you know, on the flip side, you could say, well, they're losing games, but at least they're in them. You know, the Phils weren't in yesterday's game. That was never really close. Huge game for the Phils today for for a lot of reasons. You know, if they lose today, is the season over? No, no. But it would be great to beat the Dodgers. As I said earlier, five and one on the homestand. Win a series against the Dodgers and have the good feels getting on the plane headed out to Happy Flight, Arizona. Yeah, Happy Flight, indeed. Uh, the music will be going and uh, and the drinks will be flowing in the back with the broadcasters. So that's always fun. Well, definitely with the broadcasters. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, go out there and win on a Sunday afternoon. It's gonna be a huge crowd over there. It's a huge crowd here. Father's Day game. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Fathers are pretty. Did you see the hats they're giving away today? I did not. They're kind of cool. They're kind of cool. Yeah, white. Yeah. Yeah, they got... Uh, buddy over here is letting yeah. us know. They're, they're, they are. They're really neat. And um, they look like something that the guys would wear, the players would wear. You know, Real quick, are you are you a hat guy ever? Because you got gray hair. Uh, you know, I am a hat guy. Um, I wear hats all the time, but never to work. Well, I, obviously. Yeah. So, man, that's when the, you see me. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I have I have a good collection of hats. Mostly college. Okay. Mostly yeah, Tennessee. College. Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee, Carolina. Navy. Navy. Yeah, they're my three. His oh. kids go there, Jansen. Yeah, that's where, yeah, that's where my kids go. Be respectful. Oh, Carolina? Yeah, my daughter's Carolina. Oh, speaking about bad parenting, good <laughs> lord. You need to go further east in Carolina. She's doing a... Oh, is that where you went? East, east Carolina. Carolina. Yes, oh, I right. did. Yeah. No, she's a Gamecock, but she graduated years ago. The, the photos that of him in college, he looked like... A, like You think you're miserable now. You look miserable in college. How can you be miserable at East Carolina? <laughs> Wait, how is I miserable? Dude, there's a photo of you the that pirates, circulates right? sometimes... That circulates sometimes on the internet, on Twitter, that I've seen. Dude, you look straight. Oh, it was a, okay, so that was a football game. It was it was thunderstorming, and it was an hour long break to when the game got back on, and I was miserable. I'd be yes. miserable for that. I was very like crap. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a hat guy. Love it. All right, love it. All right, guys. For <laughs> Phillies broadcaster Greg Murphy. Hello. John Jansen producing with us here at Xfinity Live, slash back in studio and running the stream yard. I'm Chris Sack at Green Legion Radio. And like a 3-1 pitch to Ryan Howard, we are out of here. Everybody enjoy the rest of your Sunday, the rest of your weekend. And for the love of God, let's take down the Dodgers today. Let's go, Phils.